0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. void, or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Welcome to the Midlife Movement podcast with Joe Blackwell, turning a midlife crisis into a midlife opportunity. Email me, joe at the midlife movement.com, if you'd like to take part. Hi everybody, it's Jo Blackwell here from the Midlife Movement and I'm absolutely delighted that today we've um, been joined by Kerry Sheldon-Jones from the Equilibrium Clinic in Shrifnall in Shropshire and I got that tongue twister out of the way so uh, so we're doing okay. So thank you for joining us Kerry.
2: You're welcome, I've looked forward to uh, joining you Joe, today to discuss uh, the needs of perimenopause and menopause and hormone decline
1: okay well, what we've done is um i've got a series of questions that i wanted to ask because we've been doing some research about bioidentical hormones and um and i know that you're the lady to ask about that so um let, let's start with the perimenopause um i know what it is now because it's something that. um is, people have heard me talk about before that most women don't know what the perimenopause is we think we know what the menopause is but we don't realize that there's a period of four to twelve years of perimenopause before that so but what is it what is the perimenopause perimenopause is determined
2: by a dip in progesterone but you would still be menstruating we're not in full-blown menopause until we stop menstruating so once our periods Stop because our eggs are finite, they're going to end at some point. But as soon as they've stopped and we don't have a bleed or a show anymore, then we are in full blown menopause,
1: right? Um, uh, yes, because I think that, um, yeah, we, we just assume, don't we, that uh, menopause is when your periods stop. Um, and actually, it's this period beforehand, if you excuse the, the use of the word period in that context, <laughs> but, um, that we have um, all the problems that we can have. Um, So what are the symptoms of the perimenopause? There
2: are many. Um, First of all, progesterone um, will take a decline well in advance of estrogen. And the hormone progesterone causes many symptoms that are extremely debilitating. And for the most part, those mental and physiological symptoms actually started and we experienced them during our luteal phase each month so day 21 to 28 when we used to menstruate we may well have suffered from a little bit of anxiety and depression tearfulness moodiness and the inability to function during that time because progesterone fell away then progesterone actually means to progestate to promote pregnancy and when we do to get our period it's not needed, so progesterone falls away, and we suffer from those emotional and physiological symptoms of PMS. But when we fast forward into perimenopause, well in advance of estrogen decline, we suffer from brain fog, anxiety, depression, uh, palpitations, often exhaustion, Um, and we have many phases in our life where we feel during perimenopause where we feel that we can't cope on a daily basis and we feel depressed. Um, Many ladies stepping away from their job role in the workplace um, or feeling that they can't face their day or cope and prioritise their day because of brain fog and the inability to be able to um, work through a time in our lives where we are literally depressed and this is why we are offered antidepressants when we present um, at the GP with those symptoms
1: it's easy isn't it to um, just assume that we're depressed or because I think the GPs as well they they assume because your life can often be changing The life changes like children leaving home or if you've left your job or you know maybe your marriage has come to an end or something like that and they assume that that's what's causing it but actually the depression is caused by the drop in hormones.
2: Yes, because progesterone is our happy hormone, once it takes a decline, it leaves us feeling like a stressed out shell of our former self with bouts of depression and anxiety. We lose confidence and we find that ladies out there will explain the way in which they feel is, is not just stress, but they, they feel unheard and they feel invisible and they feel that younger women should be doing the job role that they're doing because of the lack of confidence experienced when progesterone takes decline and if, if it was taught within schools and we knew that progesterone fell away every month and caused PMS. And then we knew that when we went into a perimenopausal state before menopause, the progesterone fell again and we experienced all of the anxiety and the depression that I've just spoken about as well. I think we'd cope far more with that knowledge than searching for all those contributory factors like you say in life as to why we're depressed. Is it my marriage? Is it my job? It's a different progesterone.
1: Gosh, I mean, you know, how many of us sort of trying to make, make other changes in our lives not realising that it's actually a hormonal problem? Um, and, and, the, and the blame that we put on ourselves as well, I'm not coping. Like, um, I think when we were talking before, you, um, there was a figure that you quoted of women leaving their jobs in their 50s. National
2: statistics currently state that one in four women step away from the workplace due to menopausal
1: symptoms. One in four crazy isn't it um, and what an a, alarming figure it is and what a loss to the workplace as well so it's, it's in employers interests isn't it to to help to support um, menopausal women in the workplace
2: I'm pleased to see that programs are starting to be put in place in support of menopausal women within the workplace um, whereby they are bringing in professional companies so that um, not just managers know how to deal with and how to offer menopausal women's support, but women are encouraged to talk about their symptoms and if they need time off or, um, you know, simple things such as a, a fan in the office and, and looking at the, the environment they're working in, um, a place where they can go and sit down and maybe have 40 winks because, Let's face it, when when our oestrogen takes a decline, this is way after progesterone when we're into menopause, many women um, find that they are exhausted in the afternoon between three o'clock and five o'clock. That exhaustion takes over. And um, it's often your thyroid that doesn't work correctly when oestrogen falls away as well. And and we suffer these bouts of exhaustion that we we can't function through either. So it's given women that time within the workplace to cope with those symptoms.
1: Oh, I mean, you've you've made me feel better because I I used to um fall asleep at three o'clock every day, I, or if I wasn't in you know, me too, asleep, it would be like oh God, I'm falling asleep, help, help, you know, because you you hit a wall, don't yeah. you? But just to have a nap actually refreshes you, and then you can carry on with your day. If that became something that was acceptable in the work, workplace, how wonderful would that be?
2: It's but it is being suggested, and I hope that they embrace it. Well, they're going to have to because, yeah. um, yeah it's important that women are supported.
1: So when, when do we know that we're in full-blown menopause as opposed to being in the in the perimenopause? We
2: well, usually will be hit with the symptoms of a decline in oestrogen, which will be your hot flushes, your night sweats, aching joints and bones, maybe sudden bouts of incontinence, um, vaginal dryness, painful intimacy. We, we can add to the list of symptoms as well as our progesterone when our estrogen's in decline and then We also lose the male sex hormone that supports our impetus and vitality and clarity and that's testosterone and without that we find our muscle tone is different also but we'll find that we aren't menstruating at all as we go into menopause so that's the the differentiating. Can I say that? No? Well that'll be the one Uh, factor between being in perimenopause and menopause that our periods stop and that your symptoms become more debilitating and severe
1: so when when you go through that phase leading up to the actual menopause where your cycle changes so it might go to three weeks it might um, be erratic it might you might have a heavier flow and so on that's still perimenopause it's when it actually stops um but then do uh, hot flushes do kind of overlap a little bit don't they they can do they can overlap
2: my journey started with um anxiety and depression palpitations where i thought i was having a heart attack um this awful brain fog where i couldn't remember anything a lack of word retrieval and i didn't realize at the time i was 45 and i wasn't educated as to what progesterone did and so um i was really quite stressed and, and tearful on a daily basis uh, but i was getting a couple of hot flushes certainly i wasn't getting night sweats but in the daytime i become very warm a glass of wine would set it off or a cup of coffee would set it off caffeine and alcohol can affect you as well
1: yeah and, and you, um you actually left your job didn't you i don't know whether it was to do with the with the symptoms but you you didn't I did I was yeah I was 45 years
2: uh, of age and I was teaching across 26 Midlands based um, colleges anatomy and physiology and i had done that for 17 years so I knew my job and I was training to level one students so not at a high level and I questioned would my students know more than me and it, you feel sort of paranoid really uh, that a younger woman should be doing my job and um, because of the anxiety and depression I needed to step away from the job role because I was written off and, and useless to society. That's how I felt, um, and I'm quite a confident and forthright individual, um, but I was left with all this um, confidence issues. And uh, fortuitously, I, I was told about a clinic in London that dealt with bioidentical hormone replacement, and um, my, my journey started there, Joe. Right.
1: I hope I hope you ladies that are in the middle of all of this and thinking where has my confidence gone and am I finished. I hope you're taking heart from this to know that you're not alone and that um, you know that that it's really common to feel that way. Um, so why can we sort of feel that as if we're going mad? I suppose because of, of all these things, isn't it? You know, we lose words and some days feel so low. It's it's all progesterone that's doing that to us, is it?
2: It's all progesterone based. And you're you're not going mad. It is perimenopause. I was so um, relieved. And I can remember crying when I reached um, the clinic in London and sat in front of a physician because she understood all of my symptoms. And I wasn't offered um, antidepressants. And I wasn't offered a a one size patch that fits all. I, I had blood test to look at every single hormone and to see where my hormones lay. And it was explained to me that those hormones could be brought back up to an optimum level that they were at before I started to feel poorly and and as symptomatic as I was with all those debilitating emotional and physiological and mental symptoms of perimenopause. And um, so I had my bloods taken and I, I came away from there still not feeling confident, compromised by a train journey lost my confidence to get on the train and get down to London and get back. It was a a huge effort and a mean feat to get through a day. But um, a few weeks later, I had a a conversation with the same physician and she told me her findings um, in that my progesterone and my estrogen and my testosterone were low. And uh, she was going to prescribe me bioidentical hormones to bring them back up to a level where I could feel well again. And having rubbed a cream formulation into my risks on a daily basis with a, a versa cream that actually goes into the bloodstream. I met myself four days later. The brain fog lifted, the, the cloud had gone, and I, I didn't feel numb, as a lot of my friends explained when they take an antidepressants. I, I can't comment because I've not been on antidepressants myself, but spoken to many of our patients and also friends that have, and they they say, you never get that complete mood lift, you feel numb. You, you're maybe even, and it helps you see the uh, wood for the trees, but you don't meet yourself again. But with this, I felt that um, a cloud had been lifted, I didn't get the palpitations anymore, the hot flushes disappeared, and um, I could tell that my hormones were rebalanced.
1: Can you just explain to me what, what do we mean by bioidentical hormones? Because we've all heard of hormone replacement therapy, What's the difference between bioidentical hormone replacement therapy? Is that right?
2: Yeah, okay. So, if we look at uh, HRT um, available on the NHS, historically uh, HRT was derived from pregnant mare's urine. And uh, a mare produces 18 estrogens, and as a human, we only produce three. Um, When we look at bioidentical hormone replacement, it's endogenous to those. Hormones that we produce ourselves, in that it uses plant-based sources. Um, The sterols from fruit and soy and yam are three-sided in molecular structure. And as a human, our own hormones are three-sided, and so we recognize them. Our body's receptors recognize them as our own hormones because they are so very similar to those that we have ourselves. And when our body's receptors soak up those hormones. Our hormones rise back to that optimum level that they were at before we became symptomatic and before we hit perimenopause and headlong into, into the menopausal stages that make us feel as poorly as they do.
1: Are they safe? Because there's lots of scare stories about HRT, aren't there?
2: Yeah, um, currently, a NICE guidelines state that HRT puts us at risk by around 8% of breast cancer, heart disease, stroke, and uterine cancer. And one in three of us are going to develop cancer anyway. You asked me if they're safe. Um, They've been used for 40 years in the States with a proven efficacy and safety record. Uh, However, they're endogenous to those hormones we produce ourselves, so they're as safe as your own hormones being buoyant in your body.
1: Right. So, I mean, going back to the risk to HRT, 8% is is probably... it's 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 a lot it's a risk but it's it's not perhaps as as a, an alarming risk as the media has us believe however yeah. to eliminate that altogether, it has to be um has to be a good thing doesn't it
2: yeah it has to be a benefit and i i often listen to the media and the jury's in it's safe and then the jury's out it's not safe yeah. but for me um i mean my mum and grandma uh, passed away from breast cancer, and I didn't want to take a synthetic that would put me at risk at even eight percent. and that's why I also chose to go the bioidentical route because um, I feel that I'm taking plant-based sources well I am I'm taking plant-based sources that rebalance my hormones naturally with without any um, side effects.
1: Unfortunately, though they're not actually available on the NHS are they in this country.
2: No, um, I wish they were. Uh, unfortunately, they're not. Uh, due to uh, the costs, really, uh, the, the NHS are under uh, huge constraints to um, deliver what's available within the BNF, which is your doctor's Bible, if you like. Um, I do know that doctors are allowed to prescribe uh, special special medicines outside of the BNF if they believe they are specific enough for the needs of their patients um however due to the fact that the nhs offer hrt and it's available within the bnf then that's what we're offered first
1: yeah, so if, if we lived in in the us um i mean there will be people listening here who might not understand why we're having this debate even because it's like you say it's been available there excuse me wriggling about available there for 40 years um, and also on the continent. Um, that it's available isn't it so. just
2: across the pond in france there yeah they offer bioidenticals and in the us canada australia um these clinics are mainstream in every town offering bioidentical hormone replacement not just to women but to men as well because we've been naive to think that our hormones take a decline and that a man's hormones are buoyant and they stay exactly where they are um when a man loses um, testosterone, not just the male uh, sex hormone that supports libido, uh, but it, it covers your impetus and your vitality and your clarity. And men do suffer from brain fog, um, a little bit of depression. Uh, they can put weight on during that time. Their hair can thin and um, they either embrace old age or Uh, as you've said to me before, uh, maybe buy a sports car and uh, go off with the secretary. They call it midlife crisis, don't they? But men are supported with bioidenticals as much as women are. And uh, we treat men as well as women at Equilibrium Clinic because uh, there is a need. Hormone decline comes with the ageing process um, and bioidenticals will address them whether we're male or female.
1: I think that some aging, I mean, we were saying about, you know, the Ferrari thing and so on, that, um, that the midlife crisis in men is treated like a bit of a joke, you know, that you know, down the path that it's a bit of a cliche. And I think that we also, we have these cliches about um, midlife women and how we go a little bit mad and, and, and things like that. But um, it's no joke when, when you're going through it, but it is no joke, is it? And, and I think you're, you're performing a really valuable service um, to men and women um so you, when you when you'd been um um been down to london and so on then you then decided didn't you that you would set up a clinic in shropshire which is um to those of you who aren't in the uk is further north um yes. so that that's sort of more readily available
2: yes i did i i had no um desire to leave my career i was quite happy within my um job role until i hit that awful uh, depression caused by perimenopause and i, I was relieved very quickly from um, all of those symptoms with bioidenticals. And yes, I went back into the workplace and I, I was working with the demographic of menopausal women that were suffering on a daily basis. And there was nothing available for them within Birmingham or or surrounding areas. And um, living in Shropshire, it's a huge county. I, I, I knew that we needed to facilitate a service for women here. Um, it, it took two years to bring to fruition, uh, lots of training, lots of symposiums and bringing on board doctors that were proficient in the use of bioidentical medicine. Um, But we opened our doors in 2018, February 2018, with um, an amazing physician, Dr. Naomi Whitelaw, who has 30 years of experience within OBS and and experience within bioidentical hormone uh, rebalance. And we've got some great Testimonials from patients that have visited the clinic and uh, found
1: great relief from bios. Right, so I mean, um, you obviously had a very quick response, um, but you know, it, it, it all depends, doesn't it, on your different hormone profile, how quickly um, you're, you're affected by it.
2: Yeah, I will say I was a textbook case that uh, our doctor tells me you were a textbook, you were perimenopausal, and far easier to treat than those ladies that uh, have embarked on a journey of um hrt already however we do have patients that come to us that have started on a journey of hrt and what happens is they go on to what we call a weaning program where they lessen their hrt and they bring up the bioidenticals until it's at the optimum the correct level for them um, so that they remain non-symptomatic it may take a little bit of retitration from time to time um, but they will find the benefit eventually and certainly i don't think anybody's gone more than uh, three months without uh, being fixed
1: so how are these um bioidentical hormones administered kerry are they in tablet form or, or just cream form there are
2: three modes of delivery for bioidentical hormones. Uh, one is a, a combined cream formulation, which I take. All of my drugs are in uh, one uh, mode, which is in this little canister here. And um, all I do is just apply the cream to my wrist there and rub it in for one minute, morning and night, and that. Is delivered with a Versa-based carrier cream into my bloodstream and gives me full relief. However, for women that have maybe got gut issues um, or their medical history deems that they, they can't have the cream formulation, then we can deliver it um, in a lozenge. Um, progesterone is often delivered better through saliva than it is through cream for some. And um, we can change medication and, and sometimes look at... Initially, how people are um, receiving it, and there will be a mode that suits everybody. And um, finally, we um, also deliver vaginally through um, a gel because testosterone delivered in a gel will raise libido and combat uh, vaginal dryness, which um, can cause painful intimacy. So that can benefit women too.
1: So if if I, take if I talk about myself for a second, so so I'm I'm now 58 this year um and I'm I'm through the other side I mean you know and I'm meant through the menopause I don't know whether that still makes me menopausal or just older <laughs> but um, I don't know what the term is for me if I came to your clinic and had my hormones checked because um you know we were talking before and you said to me well you are still suffering because you've got this the, you know the, the lack of word retrieval I get very very tired um and I'm also very interested in in being able to protect my brain and my heart and my My bones, which um, you know the hormones that you have protect you, and if I don't have them, I don't have that protection, and that's a good reason why you know a lot of women do take HRT. But if I came to you now and and said and and, and was tested and um, had bioidentical hormones, is it safe for me to suddenly start putting hormones in my body that have been gone for several years?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, if, if we look at the time when we were young, when we were children, our hormones covered our brain and our heart and our bones. Um, we didn't see children with cardiovascular disease or Alzheimer's or um, the onset of osteoporosis or lined and sagging skin. As we get older and we headlong into menopause, our hormones fall away because we're not meant to live forever. But let's say we replace those hormones Bioidentical hormone replacement doesn't just only ensure that we're non symptomatic and that we're suffering from those symptoms, but it's the most exciting step forward in the art of anti aging science because it puts those hormones back and protects those systems heart, brain, skin, bone for life. We can take it for life, and nothing else is going to bring those hormones back to an optimum level. And if we go without hormones and we go completely, natural route if you like and don't take anything, then we may find the aging process more compromising than we would have done if we replaced those hormones with a natural plant base.
1: Yes, well, I mean, that's what I've done. I mean, I've, t- I've taken supplements before, but um, really I've, I've not done anything. Um, and I, I do have a lot of ache, aching bones problems and problems with my knees with my joints and so on. And lately I've been getting pains in my fingers, in the bones in my fingers. So I think it's definitely worth worth sort of looking into. So just to just to conclude, I know that you um, you offer um, a fifteen minute chat, don't you? A con- consultation.
2: Yes, for any woman out there wanting to learn more about bioidenticals that may never have heard about them or don't understand their. Hormones and the way in which uh, your hormones affect you mentally and physiologically, um, we do give uh, free advice. Um, I'm available for anybody that wants to uh, give us a, a call and a free telephone consultation will last around 15 minutes, but I don't cut it off at 15 minutes. If somebody's got further questions, then I'm often on the phone to uh, patients for over half an hour or more. If they want that time, then they're welcome.
1: So it's been really interesting, Carrie, to talk about bioidentical hormone therapy. Um, is there anything else that that we can do to help ourselves that you would recommend? Yeah, it's not all about
2: hormones. Um, certainly, supplementation and um, diet do come into it as well. Our nutrition is really important. Um, but for supplements, a little bit of advice that I always share with ladies is that. When you're looking at vitamin D, um, it's really important for bone health as a menopausal woman. We should all be taking vitamin D. We don't get enough sunlight within the UK um, throughout eight months of the year. Um, But the levels we need to take are 5,000 milligrams per day. Uh, And often, we might nip into Aldi or Sainsbury's and buy one off the shelf. And when we look at what that supplement offers us, it may be only a thousand milligrams, and it's five thousand that we'll get the most benefit from. Right, so vitamin like, D also.
1: Bi- vitamin D and B twelve. Twelve. B twelve
2: also.
1: So that it's um, important to sort of maybe supplement. Well, it's not maybe. It's important to supplement with B twelve and vitamin D just to. Clarify. Yes. Okay, and 5,000 milligrams of vitamin I haven't written that down.
2: <laughs> For yourself. Yeah. But remember to take them, ladies. Don't leave them by your kettle and uh, not take them in the morning because we, we're all
1: guilty of that, aren't we? If anybody would like to take advantage of the 15-minute consultation with Kerry to find out more about Bioidentical Hormone Therapy and the Equilibrium Clinic in Shropshire, Um, I will put the links with this video so that um, you can get in touch and find out more. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me.